Hi, I'm Steve from The Rooted Podcast, and I hope you can join me every weekday for a five-minute or less devotional word study or insight into Scripture to add to your day. Welcome to Fruit Snacks. Hey everyone, wanted to jump right into the deep end on this very first episode, and so we're going to look at a question today. Does agape love mean unconditional love? Is it the sort of special, unconditional, godlike love that a lot of us grew up hearing about? Or maybe is it not? So to do that, I wanted to take a look at two passages in the Bible that are going to give us problems if we assume that agape love always means unconditional, godlike love. The first one is in the Old Testament, and it is found in the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 13, and a relatively famous passage because of just how despicable it is. But if you look in 2 Samuel chapter 13, there's a couple verses. We'll start in verse 3. So this guy Amnon was jonesing to be with his sister uh, in a sexual way. He was looking for an opportunity to take advantage of his own sister. Like I said, pretty despicable stuff. So he's having a conversation with a friend of his who gives him an idea of how to do it. But before he does that, in verse 4, we see this. First Samuel, sorry, 2 Samuel chapter 13, verse 4. And he said to him, O son of the king, why are you so haggard morning after morning? Will you not tell me? And Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Now, interestingly enough, and I think most of us would know, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. However, at the time of Jesus and even before, there existed a Greek translation of the Old Testament called the Septuagint. And in the Septuagint, what you find is the Greek translation of this passage from 2 Samuel actually renders Amnon's words here, I love Tamar, using the Greek word agape. I agape Tamar. Except he's planning to rape her. So that certainly isn't the kind of unconditional godlike love that we would expect, right? One more passage. Let's take a look in the New Testament this time in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4. Paul is recounting his traveling companions and the successes and, and challenges that he's had. And when he's wrapping up his book, uh, this, this second letter to Timothy, he says in 2 Timothy 4, 10, For Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. So Demas has walked away from the faith. He has abandoned Paul. And Paul says it's because he loves this present world. He's in love with this present world. And wouldn't you know it, in the Greek, the word for Demas being in love with this present world is agape. That kind of throws a monkey wrench in our traditional understanding that agape love is unconditional godlike love. So here's a better way to think about this. The reason that God's love is agape unconditional God love is not because of the Greek word. It's because of the character of God. God loves unconditionally, not because a certain Greek word gets used about God, but because that is who God is. 
And we could use any number of words to describe that. But God's character is what drives who he is. And I think it's a better way to think about how we approach this word. There are no shortcuts. So if you want to understand what a word really means, you need to dig in and you need to look for exceptions. Because if it doesn't account for every instance of that word being used, then we probably need to rethink our definition. 